This is Calgary Today with Angela Cocott on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Good Wednesday afternoon. So nice to see the sun shining after a couple of blustery days. Thanks for hanging out with me this afternoon. When I was in Rio last week, and I've told you before, I felt safe walking around the neighborhood I was in, going to the subway line, never felt that I was in danger. And as I walked through some of the neighborhoods, I saw a lot of people walking dogs, in particular, mean-looking dogs, pit bulls. And I thought, oh, maybe this is how they stay safe. And then I said, Ange, what have you got against pit bulls? It was almost like, well, what's the, it's not racist. And would it be caninist? Suddenly I was putting pit bulls in a category of a dangerous dog. And we know what we have seen in Calgary over the last number of years when there has been an incident where someone has been attacked or bitten by a dog And if it's a pit bull, we always get the same hue and cry to say that we should ban pit bulls. Calgary has never gone that far. We have seen it in Ontario and most recently Montreal actually moving to ban pit bulls in their city. And so wanted to have this conversation this half hour and would love you to join in 974-TALK, 974-8255. Text me 770-770 in how communities prevent attacks and dog bites what's the best route renee broomer is a journalist with the montreal gazette he joins us today hello renee hi there what has montreal done when it comes to pit bull type dogs well they just decided they announced last week uh that in the coming month or two council still has to vote on it that uh, they will uh institute a pit bull ban on uh, pit bull pit bulls uh, um uh, and pit bull type dogs pit bull mixes as well and and even dogs that sort of resemble them so it's sort of you know that dog with a large powerful head and uh powerful body and uh their concern is well we had a terrible attack in in early june of this year where uh, a woman in her 50s was attacked in her backyard the um the dog the neighbor's dog escaped from the house somehow and then got out and uh, and unfortunately uh killed the woman and then there was another attack soon after that where a young child was attacked uh i think in that case uh, by a pit bull type dog and uh, was severely wounded and um and so that south shore community uh, decided to ban pit bulls and just this month uh, after studying the issue for a couple months uh montreal decided to do the same thing on Ontario, rather, hasn't the whole province banned pit bull-type dogs? They did. As of 2005, I guess they had similar issues going on. And in 2005, the whole province uh, decided that was the route they wanted to go. Now, Quebec's looking into it, too, in the wake of uh, the recent incidents that we have, but they haven't come up to a decision about um, of what they want to do. There was a bit of information leaked where they seem to be going the route that uh, they found you know, a, a ban was a, a bit too far. They were looking into other measures, but they haven't they haven't come to a final conclusion yet. So we don't know which way they're going to go. Well, Renee, your article uh, today in the Herald caught our eye because you looked at what's happening in Montreal and what has happened in Ontario, and then you took a, a look at what Calgary has done, and you talked to our old friend Bill Bruce because he was head of animal control for many years, retired a few years back. But uh, tell my audience, in case they've forgotten, how our city has been dealing with the, the problem of dog bites. Well, yeah, that was interesting because I started researching the issue. I didn't really know too much about it initially. I started researching, and Calgary comes up frequently, and it's 
in large part because of Bill Bruce, of course, was the head of animal services for 12 years from, I think, 2000 to 2012. And and, and basically uh, your department, your animal services department there did a lot of research and, and came to the conclusion that from what they saw that uh, banning breeds didn't really work too much, that um, the biting continued, the uh, the number of bites continued. And they said, okay, well, what what is the issue? And the issue was basically obviously problematic dogs, dogs that um, <clears throat> are biting or lashing out for some reason and uh, of all types. In fact, in 2000, when he started, it was Labrador Retrievers that um, were uh, the most prone to, to biting people. And I, it sort of occurred to me, it's like, I wonder what would happen if a municipality tried to ban Labrador Retrievers. But um, but anyway, so so they looked at all the issues and, and decided that Often it was uh, it's a, a, a failure in the human relationship between human and the dog. Uh, sometimes on purpose, you have the type of person who unfortunately gets that type of dog because it feels it empowers them, and then they like to have a savage animal. And as uh, Mr. Bruce said, that is not a good dog owner. That's not the kind of person you want uh, having a dog. And he should basically, you know, if if attacks are occurring, that person should be banned and the dog taken away and perhaps euthanized if necessary. But in a lot of cases, what was happening was just a an unfortunate, well-meaning owner with a dog with a tendency to say to bite, and as uh, Bill Bruce said, all dogs bite. You need to be trained away from that behavior, but some owners don't know what to do or don't see the warning signs escalating, and and they said, okay, uh, what Calgary is going to do is basically just have a very proactive team that will react quickly to any incidents like that. So if neighbor calls in or if their owner calls in, if that problems with my dog, well, or, or if the dog is running away, which is a danger sign too, um, we're going to step in quickly. We're probably going to find that owner, but we're also going to give them a lot of instruction as to what you can do to be able to keep your dog. And, and in most cases, people do want to keep their dogs and, and want to do the right thing. And uh, and and so it was really more of a, you said they, they changed responsibility from breed or type of dog to the owner of the dog, you know, because he said, well, dogs are kind of stupid, basically, they <laughs> You know they don't they don't really think these things out too well, right? And 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 the ramifications of it, but uh, but owners can. And and so he said they felt that by transferring um, uh, the responsibility to the owner, much more could be done. And said that they were largely successful with that. Don't say that dogs are dumb because I've got some listeners who are real dog lovers and their dog is not dumb. But I understand what you mean. And and I think the other important point to show here is the fact that this wasn't an overnight thing. We we were dealing with problem dogs and biting situations, but it wasn't as if, I, I think too many times communities, the knee jerk response is to ban a breed as opposed to saying, you know what, let's switch this around and put it on the owner and how do we make sure that this doesn't happen again? Because I, I know it involved, we, we increased fines, we made sure dogs were licensed, maybe run through that because that also was sort of the whole process in how we change things as opposed to the ban. Yeah, that was an interesting part, actually. The licensing, actually, which <clears throat> I hadn't realized, but most municipalities, including Montreal, uh, it's a really tough thing to tackle, and uh, and and I think our we're only at a fifteen percent of our one hundred and fifty thousand dogs are licensed. Whereas Calgary managed to convince people of the importance of licensing their dogs, and so now these days you're in the realm of ninety percent, which is huge, and it's important for a variety of reasons. One, it allows your controllers to keep a good handle on where all these dogs are, so if they get lost. They're, they're pretty easy to return because they've been licensed. They normally have tags. And I think in almost a third of cases, if a, you know one of these dog catchers with his trucks is going around, he can pick it up and bring it right back. Um, 
and, and so, so that saves a lot of hassle for everybody. Uh, the other thing, of course, is it brings in the fees around $37 a year, I think, in Calgary to, to license the dogs. But that brings in a lot of money, close to $5 million a year. And with that money, you were able to put in place uh, education programs uh, for people. Uh, you also you had a really smart move where you've got this um, uh, reward incentive program. So, you know, you can get 10% off at Ikea or you can get money off it. So, so really the license was almost free for a lot of people and, and that's always attractive. And, um, and so it also allowed, yeah, both basically it allowed the city to get a lot of data on the dogs, know exactly where they were, uh, sort of see if there's a problem dog that needs to be handled and, and then you can tackle that as opposed to some unlicensed dog. Cause as uh, some people said, people with problem dogs often they're not the right people type of people to be dog owners and then just drop the leash and walk away and then you have no idea where this issue came from and uh, you know ultimately the the dog has to be euthanized and then you have that type of owner who's just going to go and pick up another type of dog whereas in calgary if you have a repeat um problematic owner they're facing well first that their dog of course can be euthanized if it can't be out trained and and fines up to ten thousand dollars that was the other thing was to the the rules are clear, and if and and if you do, you know, follow them properly and pay your thirty-seven dollars a year, you're going to have no issues. And if you don't, you are going to be severely punished, and not just losing your dog, but there's going to be severe um, uh, monetary fine, so that it's actually painful in, in yeah. many ways, you know. So, and uh, that seems to have worked. Well, you got to get them in the pocketbook, and you're right; it is about ten thousand dollars if uh, someone has a dog that is involved in an attack. So, is Montreal looking at any of these things, Renee? Have you have you got dog registration? Did you mention tougher fines? We do, and actually, this summer, especially, and I'd say over the last year, the city has been trying um, to to get that out there, but kind of with limited success. I think it was actually just this summer there was a real crackdown where we actually had inspectors going out. And I believe there was an increase of, say, close to 5,000 people who licensed their dogs. Or, you know, and, and also, we've also upped the fine. I think the fine might be so much yours now where it's $250 for not having a license. Um, but um, some people would worry that, uh, as you mentioned, with the breed ban, often it's sort of a knee-jerk reaction or it looks like a quick-fix reaction, maybe uh, popular with politicians who want to look like they're tackling this problem. And, and I mean, but a lot of people, when... You know, in, in a lot of places, they say that the most severe attacks, it's always pit bulls that come up, you know, easy bites or you've got your retrievers and, and things like that. But it's often pit bulls that seem to come up. Now, some people say the problem there might be media attention in that uh, when a German shepherd mauls a child or something, or uh, it doesn't necessarily get a lot of play or any play. But if it's a pit bull, it's making the front pages right away. So there's that much more, mm, yeah. you know, attention. Um and and so uh, so Montreal has been trying, uh, but as you say, it's a long process, and and uh, we haven't had much uh, success thus far, I suppose, in, in terms of doing it. And uh, and and so we sort of gone the other way to say, well, a lot of people are very concerned about these pit bulls and the kind of people often that you know sort of raise these dogs, and and so they want to try. Uh, banning the breed instead. Yeah, Renee, you can come up with as many different policies and regulations as possible, but the proof is in the numbers. Have we seen in Calgary that some of these steps have, in fact, seen a decrease in bo- uh, dog bites or attacks? Yeah, according to Mr. Bruce, he said it did come down significantly, and, and he was saying back in around 1985, Calgary was having in the realm of around 4,000 sort of 
aggressive dog incidents. Now that can be anything. I, I don't know what the bite numbers there were mm. at that time, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, running, running after people, running at the postman and biting all the time, running to the fence, trying to go with people. It's sort of, and then these kind of things escalate because the dog is successful in these maneuvers. The person uh, you know runs away. He's done his job. He's a proud dog. And, uh, you know, and next time maybe I'll bite the person. That gets even more of a reaction and, and again, um, proud of it. And so I think by 2010, your numbers had dropped to roughly 600 aggressive incidents. And of those, only 123 were confirmed uh, bites. And, and often, and I'm not sure what the severity of the bites are, but, um, but often still. it's just a nip or something like that. That's it. So yeah. so basically you had a drop, yeah, from around 4,000 aggressive incidents to 600 in that period. So there, there definitely seemed to be a, a, a quick drop-off. Renee, thanks for starting the conversation for us. No, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Renee Broomer, he's a journalist with the Montreal Gazette. Calgary Today with Angela Cocott, weekdays at 3 on News Talk 770 Calgary.